1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Asked some of your questions on the Instagram story the other day. Got an absolute heap of them. I've picked out a certain few I'm going to go through. Went through three the other day. They were three cracking questions. Thank you for sending those in, guys. Three more today we're going to get stuck into. So our three big questions today. The first one comes from Rico Suave. He says, "Is did the NRL make the wrong or right choice by making Latrell Mitchell's comeback game against the Roosters? Really interesting one there. There's a few points to touch on there. Our second question that we will cover is from at Clint Mack. Is Cam Serraldo taking a backward step if he is made the assistant coach at the Dolphins? Bit of rumour around that one, so we'll talk about that one too. Live that question. Thank you, Clint. And our last one comes from Dylan underscore El Turk. Do you see a closer competition in 2022? Thank you for sending that one in, Dylan. I'm going to kick off with the first one from Rico Save Morgo, thank you, brother. Hope all is well with the new bub. Uh, is there, did the make the wrong or the right choice by making uh, Latrell Mitchell's comeback game against the Roosters. Now, know oh, the narrative, Latrell Mitchell, he was suspended for X amount of games in, I think it was around 24, was it? Uh, against the Sydney Roosters, put that big shot on Joey Manu. Uh, a lot of people called it a dog shot, a thug shot, should be in jail, all this sort of narrative. Uh, for me, I've always said Latrell Mitchell, he just plays with a heap of passion. Uh, does it get the better of him sometimes? Yes, it does, but the vast majority of the time, uh, you want Latrell Mitchell playing like that if he is on your team. So, uh, I do think he can definitely calm it down a little bit, but I wouldn't be asking Latrell Mitchell to change his game massively to be perfectly honest with you I think that once that happened he knew he was in trouble so he probably carried on a little bit more as that game went on The little bit I've had to do with Latrell, the couple of conversations I've had though seems like a really nice fella so we wish him all the best when he does come back uh, obviously a couple of hard lessons that were learnt off the back of that shot all the scrutiny and everything I'm sure you know Latrell obviously w- would have heard all that but I think missing the grand final would have been the major thing for Latrell and I mean, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they lost that grand final by four points. Um, to be brave to tell me that Latrell Mitchell isn't worth four points in a game of football, realistically. I'm not saying they definitely would have won if he plays, but I think if Latrell Mitchell is out there on the park, you've got to give them a much better hope. Blake Taff, he was sensational, don't get me wrong, but Latrell Mitchell, he's a guy that has been on the biggest stages. He has proven himself on the biggest stages time and time again. You definitely would have wanted him out there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But for me, the NRL, they've made the decision that round three, the week that Latrell Mitchell makes his return to first grade, they will play the Sydney Roosters. And I understand that some people have got upset with this because the NRL's done it strategically and they're just trying to get a marketing thing. And that's fine. But I'll tell you what, If they put the Rabbitohs versus the Roosters in round two and Latrell Mitchell wasn't playing, fuck, I'd be disappointed. I honestly, I have no issue with the NRL tinkering their draw to line it up with the best possible matchups. I've always said this, and I said this a couple of years ago when these new rule changes came in. We're in the entertainment business, not in the rugby league business, yeah? The content and the lead-up to that week, it is always good. South versus Roosters is always a major one on the calendar, especially for those people living in Sydney. Throw in this Latrell Mitchell-Joey Manu saga, Latrell Mitchell's first game since missing a grand final, since getting in trouble for this hit against the Roosters. It just adds another chapter to the book of feuds. We love nothing more in rugby league than stories and narratives. So personally, I have got no issue with the NRL doing this in any way, shape, or form. Personally, I think they should do it more often. South Sydney are also going to feature in another one of these games in round one where you're going to see Adam Reynolds taking on... Uh, the Brisbane are uh, taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs for the first time. So his first ever game not in Rabbitohs colours will be against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Personally, I love that. I'm going to tune into that game with more interest because of the Adam Reynolds saga. I'm sure the vast majority of people are. I know that most people would have watched round one anyway, but you'll be glued to that now. You'll be watching to see if Cody Walker goes after him to see what the little relationship is. You know that Adam Reynolds, he, he's a cheeky bastard. You know he's going to go at Brisbane. He's probably going to give Jai Arrow and these sort of guys a heap of shit. They're not going to lie down and take that from Adam Reynolds Yeah, That just makes the contest even more interesting. For me, you know, they obviously... The Penrith Panthers play South Sydney, I believe, in week two. I don't have the draw in front of me. I know they've got a a draw from hell to start the season. But for me, if Nathan Cleary isn't going to be playing in that game, I kind of want to push it back. I really do. I want to push that back to when Nathan Cleary's playing. I want the grand final replay... To be when I know that I'm going to have the best hope of both teams being full strength. If we push it around 10, they're definitely going to be full strength. We don't know that for sure. But I think that it looks reasonably obvious that Nathan Cleary is going to miss the first few weeks, which is disappointing for me. I want to see the grand final replay with the best, team, with the best players from each team playing. So I really have no problem with the NRL doing this sort of stuff. Do they do it every week? No. Do they do it occasionally? Yes. And I think for something like Souths versus Roosters, you've got to do it. You've got to put Southverse Roosters in a spot where you can get the best possible storyline imaginable. The best possible storyline is Latrell Mitchell coming off an eight-game suspension or whatever it was, and playing his first game back against his former club and the team that he got in trouble against to earn his suspension against one of his good mates, Joey Marno, another one of the premier players in our competition. You've also got this Rooster side that are going to be, you know, they're going to be welcoming back Luke Keary, Lindsey Collins, all these superstars to this team. It's going to be an unreal matchup. I, I, I can understand... Uh, you know what? I can and I can't understand at the exact same time. I can understand why people say the NRL shouldn't be doing this. But I'm sorry, do you want a lesser product? Do you want South versus Roosters to be in round one or round two when Latrell Mitchell isn't playing? I mean, the narrative is just so much better when they are playing each other. Yes, I understand the argument that it all should be randomised. There shouldn't be anything planned. But personally, I think that's bullshit. And I think it's irrelevant. That's just sooking for the sake of sooking. There are matchups we want to see in rugby league. If they put out an NRL draw and South versus Roosters only played each other once in the season, that would be, just be ridiculous. And that's what could happen when you randomise this sort of stuff. It shouldn't be that way. We should see the biggest rivalries play each other twice a season based on the current draw. We should see Roosters South twice a season. We should see Melbourne Manly twice a season. We should see Cronulla and the Dragons twice a season. We should see Brisbane Cowboys twice a season. This is the sort of stuff that we want to see. You should see Manly and Newcastle twice a season. This is what we want. You want to see the biggest teams go head to head. You want to see all the Western Suburbs teams play each other twice in the year. I want to see Penrith and Parramatta go head to head twice during the year because it's the biggest matchups. People have the most emotion invested into it. We're crazy, absolutely crazy not to be trying to schedule some of these things. And if you can line the narrative up that the newspapers are going to talk all week, that you and me are going to talk all week at the water cooler about Latrell Mitchell making his return against South Sydney, you're expecting fireworks. I mean, against the Roosters, sorry. You're expecting fireworks. It's going to make it more and more interesting. Why wouldn't the NRL do this? Morgo, answered your question. I think the NRL is perfectly in line to be able to do this. I think it's it's a common-sense decision. And personally, if the draw came out and they were playing Roosters in round two and Latrell Mitchell wasn't going to be there, I would just think that was ridiculous and stupid on behalf of the NRL. I think this is a great call. I like the way that we plan out these things because narrative sells. Storylines sell in Rugby League. And this will be the best storyline of the first three weeks, probably outside of Adam Reynolds taking on South Sydney. It might even be bigger, let's be perfectly honest here. I love this one. I think the NRL should do more of it. I think they should be smarter with their matchups as well. Thank you, Morgo. Appreciate that one, brother. Let's move to the next one, at Clint Mack. Is Cam Serraldo taking a backward step if he is assistant coach at the Dolphins? Uh, Look, Clint, I I like this one. Let's just put it out there. First of all, nothing is signed here. Nothing is sealed from what I've gathered. Uh, Serraldo is at the Penrith Panthers still. He's an assistant coach. They've just won the premiership, which is un- Real, great to see that means that there will be people that will come after him he has been well, round, well known for being their defensive sort of coach reportedly uh, Penrith have the best defense potentially we've ever seen to be perfectly honest with you. and I know people will scoff at that and say it's ridiculous but they just played a final series where I think they conceded something like 40 points across four games in an era where all you guys tell me is that you're sick of the game because there's too many points being scored and there's too many blowouts. And here are the Penrith Panthers versing four weeks of teams that have been blowing everyone out every single week, apparently. And they concede like 40 points across four weeks, including a grand final. I just think their, their defense has been incredible. And Cam Serrato, he has got to get a lot of respect for that, which he has, which is good to see. And look, if he does sign with the Flans, I don't mind it, to be honest with you. Now... People will say, yeah, but he could be the next coach of the Penrith Panthers. Now, I just want you to imagine this. If Cam Serraldo is the next coach of the Penrith Panthers, one, when is that going to be? How much longer is he going to have to sit behind Ivan Cleary? Ivan Cleary just won a premiership and made a grand final. I think that no matter how poorly this goes, Ivan Cleary has brought himself three or four years. They could completely shit the bed for the next two years. I still think he'll be the coach for the next three or four years if everything goes completely wrong. So I think there's a long wait for Cam Serraldo there. Number two, let's say Ivan Cleary does get sacked. Where does that leave the Penrith Panthers? Now, I can't imagine Ivan Cleary walking out of there smiling, saying, I'm good, I've had enough. He's got plenty more coaching left in his career. And if he leaves, where does that leave Nath? Where does that leave Nathan Cleary? Even if Cam Serraldo stays at the Penrith Panthers and he gets his opportunity, realistically, the only way that you get an opportunity to coach in first grade is because someone else has shit the bed or something has gone wrong. That's the only real way that guys change. You look at South Sydney this year; that's a different situation, but it is not the normal. It's the exception, not the example. Vast majority of times, when coaches leave, it's not overly pretty. It's a it's it's a it's a messy divorce. Realistically, where will that leave Penrith once Cam Serraldo takes over? Now, if something does happen to Ivan over the next few years and he leaves and goes somewhere else, I reckon there's a good chance he tries to convince Nath to go with him. I reckon there's a good chance Nath will go with him. That Penrith side, it could be very different over the next few years. If Nath decides to go somewhere else, I guarantee you he'll be able to drag three or four of the other boys with him as well. So even if Cam Serrato stays at the Penrith Panthers, when he eventually does get an opportunity to coach that team, what sort of a situation is he going to be walking into? Is it going to be a good one? I don't know. It is a huge risk to take, in my opinion. At the same time, though, is it a pretty good spot to be sitting? Yes, it is. You're sitting next to Ivan Cleary. He obviously trusts you. He has faith in you. You have delivered on the big stages. Their defense has been unreal in big crunch moments. So you've got the runs on the board. You're also the assistant coach. Assistant coach is the best spot in rugby league, yeah? The players all love you. You get to have a good relationship with them. The coach walks in, he blasts everyone, he yells and screams, he kicks shits, he loses his head, he walks out, and you get to be the guy to sort of say, hey, look, this is what we need to do. You need to improve this. And you can sort of give the guys a bit of a cuddle. You quite often find that assistant coaches are well-loved by the first-grade system, by the first-grade players. For that reason, it's a very unique position to have in a club where you hold power, but you're also the voice of to the head coach. So players learn to trust you. Players value you because you are able... You're sort of the link between the head coach and the players. Now, a little bit different at Penrith, no doubt about it, because of Ivan and Nathan, there is a link there. But I think Cam Serrato is sitting in a really good situation right now. I think it'd be great for him to sit there for another couple of years until this, you know, until maybe the Clearies do... Um, do leave or it doesn't go well. They might stay there forever, for all we know, and that could be Cam Serrato. He could be sitting there for another 12 years. Yeah, He could be sitting there for the entirety of Nathan Cleary's career. You would have to think that at the moment, if Ivan Cleary keeps on keeping this team at least relevant and Nathan is still the best player in the game, which I think he will be for another 10 years or so, or at least in the top three players in the game, I don't see any reason why they would be moving them on. Yeah, I just can't see it. I think the CEO said the other day that Ivan has got himself a job for as long as he wants at the Panthers after winning that premiership as well. So everything's hunky-dory at the moment. It would have to really go to shit for that to change over the next few years. And when I say it'd have to really go to shit... It would have to really go to shit because they have got so many talented guys in this team that even if there is a bit of controversy or a bit of shit going on, they're going to have enough talent to overcome it on the field. They're going to have guys that are probably taking pay cuts to stay at this team as well. So they're going to have a lot of talent and they're always going to have Nathan As long as he stays injury-free, this team's going to be relevant for a very, very long time. He's got a special combination with Jerome Luai, who has a special combination with Stephen Crichton, with Bizzer out on the wing. So this team is always going to have relevant guys. Isaiah Yo, he loves the club. He's locked up there long term. Same as James Fisher Harris. I just don't see an opportunity coming up for Cam Serraldo anytime soon. And if it does, it's probably not the opportunity you want because obviously something would have gone terribly wrong in that system. If he does go to the Dolphins, I like this move. I really do like it. It's an opportunity. He's won a premiership at Pen- Penrith. It's an opportunity to go and learn under Wayne Bennett, one of the best in the business to be able to learn with Peter O'Sullivan too. They really are a recruiting uh, top shelf up there. As far as coaches go, they've got one of, if not the best coach in the game. As far as recruiters go, they've got one of, if not the best recruitment guy in Peter O'Sullivan. They get Cam Serraldo. Sorry, have they not got one of, if not the best assistant coach in rugby league? Uh, Defense matters heaps still. The Penrith Panthers showed that. To get him into that building, I think it'd be unreal. And personally, Wayne Bennett, he's getting older. Yeah, he's not going to coach there forever. If I was Cam Serraldo, I would probably rather take on the challenge of taking on the Redcliffe Dolph, or the Dolphins, sorry, I should say. I've got to stop doing that. I would rather the challenge of taking on the Dolphins as head coach after Wayne Bennett than taking on the Panthers once Ivan leaves. And that's crazy because I've always said the guy that has to play the song after Elvis, he's in serious curry. Same as the guy that has to coach after Wayne Bennett. Always a tough gig. But in this situation, Bennett is going to leave on good terms there, in my opinion. That's how I sort of see it playing out. Cam Serrato will be able to come in. He'll be able to do well. Whereas at the Penrith Panthers, if Ivan leaves, you'll probably lose Nath as well. You lose your biggest draw card. You've then got a team who had a... People are going to blow up. But who had a sort of John's Fitless sort of caliber player as far as how meaningful they are to that team and how they are the best player in the competition at that point. He leaves and everything changes. Don't blabber me. Don't say he's not as good as Joey and Freddie. I'm well aware of that. I watch the sport as well. But he's that sort of caliber player within that Penrith Panthers system. And if they were to lose him, it would be chaos. And that would be a nightmare for Serraldo. Is it a backward step going from assistant coach at the Penrith Panthers to the Dolphins? I don't think so personally. And I think it's actually a smart move for him because I don't see the opportunity coming along at the Penrith Panthers uh, unless it's going to be a shitstorm at the Dolphins. You probably have to wait two or three years, which might seem like a long time but you might be waiting a decade for Ivan Cleary realistically. In the meantime, Cameron Serraldo is smart. There's only five or six jobs in rugby league he wants. uh, Most of those teams, they don't look for new coaches. Bellamy. Robinson, These sort of guys, they're staying at the teams they're at. There'll be a, about eight coaching opportunities that'll come, across, come along over the next two years at shitty clubs that Cerrado will want nothing to do with because he knows how it plays out. He knows how this sort of shit unfolds. Going to the Dolphins, they're a new franchise. He gets to sit there for two or three years and watch Wayne Bennett build the structures. Then he gets to come in and work off the back of it. Personally... I think it would be a good move by Cam Serrato solely because whilst you're at the Panthers and they are a great system, the system that you will eventually get will not look the same and there will probably be a heap of controversy and you might lose your ace card in Nathan Cleary and then you are deep, deep up shit creek with minimal paddles. So I don't mind it. Great question there, Clint Mack. Really enjoyed that one. Thank you, brother. Last question from Dylan underscore L Turk. Thank you, Dylan, for sending this one in, mate. Do you see a closer competition in 2020? Twenty-two. I do personally. Now, do I think it's going to be close enough for people to stop complaining? Probably not. But I do think it will be a little bit closer realistically. And I, I think there's a couple of teams at the bottom that will do better next year. The Canberra Raiders, I see them improving they'd want to improve because they went like an absolute busted last year. I see the Cronulla Sharks improving. I see the Brisbane Broncos improving. At the same time, I see the Knights dropping uh, and I probably see the Titans dropping a little bit. So it probably squares up a touch there, but I just don't think the top teams will dominate and win by 40 and 50 points again. And I said this from the start of the season that with these new rules, it's going to take time to transition as it always does. And as normally is the way in rugby league and definitely is the way Now, you can argue with me, but I'm sorry, you're wrong. It comes down to coaching and the gap between the good coaches and the rest of the coaches right now is bigger than it ever has been. In my opinion, what the other coaches need is time. They need time to sit and watch tape and study what the good coaches are doing and then they can catch up. I've always said it. It is a copycat league. You will have your bottom 10 coaches who will watch those six coaches, who will watch the Penrith Panthers, the Melbourne Storm, how they move, how they function, how they deal with their sets, how they deal with the new officiating, the new rules, and they will start to catch up. They will slow down the gap. There was a lot of teams that would have sat and watched that grand final and seen what the Penrith Panthers did around the ruck to minimise South Sydney. South Sydney were putting 40 and 50 points on whenever they wanted against these bottom teams all season because they weren't able to slow their momentum. Watching what the Panthers did, how they went about it, yes, it was kind of helped by the referee and, and the short 10 metres. I understand that. But this is what happens in rugby league. The teams at the bottom, they get extra time. They get a full off season to watch tape and catch up to the guys that are at the top. And what happens is there's a big gap between the top and the bottom, yeah? Then you have a preseason. And the teams at the bottom, they get to sit and watch. They get to sit on tape. They get to see what is doing, work out how to overcome the issues that they had against these top teams. And that gap closes a little bit. doesn't completely close, but closes a little bit. The top teams, they just don't stay stagnant. They improve. But it's a lot harder to find new ways to improve, new ways to take advantage of the rules in rugby league than to close a gap by just copying what other teams do. So there will still be a gap. There's no doubt about that. But for me, the gap won't be as wide as what we saw this year. I don't think we'll see as many blowouts. I think you will still see blowouts 100%. There are still going to be these teams down the bottom who get injuries, who are poorly coached, who have poor selections, who just shit the bed and are not up for it, that have stuff off-field going on, whether it's barbecue gate or players leaving or coaches having issues with players whatever the hell it might be you are still going to have these issues like you did at the Canberra Raiders this year like you did at the St. George Illawarra Dragons shock me these teams at the bottom of the ladder yeah it is still going to happen you are still going to have blowouts I'm not arguing that but I think the gap will close a little bit. I still, I do think you will see games be a little bit closer. You will still have the Melbourne Storm, Penrith Panthers, Sydney Roosters having, absolutely giving it to the bottom four teams. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. But I think in general, this competition will be a little bit closer. I would be very, very surprised a team makes the top eight with a losing record like the Gold Coast Titans did this year, I would be shocked. I think that the year before that, where it was about an even record, the Cronulla Sharks made it with a record of 10-10. and 10. I think that is possible once again, but I don't think a team will make the finals this year with a losing record. I think the gap will close a little bit. It will become a little bit closer. The bottom teams will improve with a full offseason with a full six months to sit and watch tape and work out how to finally take advantage of these rules instead of trying to work it out on the fly once the guy once the smartest guys in the room already have it worked out just my opinion really like this one dylan uh, underscore l turk thank you for sending that one in rico sabi clint mack and dylan thank you guys thoroughly appreciate your questions that you sent in
0: Market. Market.